Welcome, friends, to the Chosen and Called podcast. Today, I have my friend Grace Lyons here. She is an amazing athlete and woman of faith, and so I'm so excited to have her on the podcast with me today. Welcome, Grace. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Yes, it's so fun. Okay, so to start off the podcast, we're going to do a little initial introduction of you. So tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, what you do with your life, how old you are. Yeah, so I am a senior at the University of Oklahoma. I'm from Arizona, so me and Ella are from the same area. Um, I went to school with Eva growing up, so small little world, but I go to the University of Oklahoma now, live there, and I'm in my last few years of college softball. So I've played softball growing up, and uh, I play college softball there, and have been to the World Series a few times. We actually won it this year, so a super cool year. Um, but um, love playing softball at this next level. I actually am majoring in biomedical engineering, so oh, wow. it is tough to balance with the softball. But um, I love the challenge. Um, and besides, you know, school and softball, I like uh, taking pictures, kind of getting into photography. Um, I like going to play pickleball at like a rec center nearby. I love pickleball. Oh, it's a it's an old person sport, but we're bringing it bringing yeah. it young. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so fun. And you just started a clothing line. Yes. Business. So kind of with how softball was going and some themes with our team um, that I was able to bring to our team, I kind of turned it into a little clothing brand slash theme to where I'm making some t-shirts and some fans or family can buy it and uh, it's just something you know on the side and it's fun to do fun to see fans wearing it around um, and just being able to represent Jesus um, with college softball wow that is amazing okay so for every episode we're doing a question so the question is what is the best thing you ever changed in your life that helped you grow Yeah. And that's crazy because we all go through so many changes in our lives, in our faith. Um, And the awesome thing about being a Christian is you're never going to reach a point that you'll stop growing and stop learning. So constantly being able to change um, and just acknowledge that is something that, you know, God challenged us to us to do so that, Mm -hmm. you know, we never think that we've reached a point. And um, I would say for me, when I, you know, growing up playing sports, it's there's a lot of competitiveness. Um, there can be a lot of, honestly, selfishness when you're worried about yourself and how you can get better, how you can make it to the next level and all of that. And I think for me, what changed was my, and it's kind of a cliche that you hear all around uh, sports, but you can take this into any area of your life. But um, I had to learn that my identity was not in my sport, in softball, but my de- identity was in Jesus. And that came after you know years of figuring out where I wanted to go to college, where what best travel ball I wanted to play for, and um, understanding that my identity wasn't in the success, the failure, the talents that I had, but ultimately um, was in Jesus. And that's kind of what I had to change my mindset of um, thinking beyond just me, me, me and my mm-hmm. sport, but how can I, you know, use my platform? How can I influence the people on my team? Um, kind of changing it from a me perspective to a pouring out to who, whoever is watching, whoever I'm playing with. And that's kind of how I've taken that into college and learning, you know, how can I be the best vessel for Jesus um, and not, you know, focus on myself and, you can get wrapped up in that so much. And 
that kind of goes into how my story of becoming a believer, um, not necessarily just a believer, but a follower, because I grew up in the church, grew up around people, amazing people in hometown, and just understanding that my, my talents and abilities were only going to take me so far because there's always, I mean, you're going to reach a point where you stop playing. And yeah. it was just being surrounded by some mentors and family that uh, freshman year of high school, I actually realized and, and wanted to take that next step and, and get baptized and actually follow Jesus. And if we go back to eighth grade, when I was kind of going through the decision of, of do I, what do I do with this next step? What do I do? Um, because I'd grown up knowing, but uh, it was time to do something about it. And I just remember in eighth grade at UCYC summer camp, sitting in, UCYC, yes, yes, which we all know those memories of, you know, the last night where it's called cry night, where everyone knows the last night is a decision night. And we're all sitting in our chairs and they make an announcement from the stage. And I just remember them inviting people to follow Jesus for the first time. I remember sitting in my chair, just like embarrassed. Like, I don't, I don't need to stand up. I've known about this. Mm -hmm. You know, I've grown up knowing this. Why would I need to stand up like that? People would look at me like, Oh, she never really knew this. Like what? Yeah. And it was that moment that pushed me into my freshman year where I made that decision. And I was, I was tired of being embarrassed. I was tired of being, you know, just kind of confused on what I wanted to do next and just going for it. So it's kind of cool just how baptism, like you're jumping all in, you're going Mm -hmm. from, uh, from dead to new. And and it's crazy because I needed that. And that kind of changed my mentality. And that was the whole time I was going through softball and figuring out, the next level of my life, what I was going to do for college. And it's crazy how it all happened around the same time Yeah. when kind of, I was wrapped around that identity in softball. And then all of a sudden I realized, you know, it's not all about that. And there's so much more to it. For sure. For sure. And just that, I mean, if anything can happen at any point and God's obviously blessed you with softball, but there's so many other blessings in your life. And when, if something were to happen, like you're okay, because you know who, whose you are mm-hmm. and your identity is not in the temporary things of the world. And I I mean, especially for you, I bet it's hard because you're on a big platform in a big scene that everyone, I mean, everyone in the softball world knows mm-hmm. who you are. And so I feel like it'd be so easy to put your identity in that because that's what the world is praising you for. Right. But exactly. really your character is in Christ and Christ alone. Right. Um, okay. So how, talk to me about how you've used your platform for the glory of God and how, God's blessed you with this huge following and just huge talent. So how do you, you've said you took within the aspect, but how do you use that platform for him? Yeah. Um, honestly, it, it was crazy because going into college, you have all these expectations about all the, you know, some fame you could get or just all the success that your team's going to go and compete for the highest, you know, accolade of a national championship that anyone could dream of. And going into college, um, when I, when I did make that decision freshman year, I grew throughout high school, grew in, in learning how to pray out loud, learning how to pray in groups, learning how to you know disciple people. But um, what's awesome is that kind of pushed me with the help of mentors and friends, and uh, I couldn't do it by myself. But um, they encouraged me to go into college as a freshman with the mindset to influence others rather than having the college you know influence and change how you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so going in with that, outreach, pour out mentality um, is critical in college because there's so many things in college that 
can have an effect on you negatively, can take you off um, different ways. So um, when I went into college with that mindset, I was able to ultimately gain respect for my teammates because of just trying to live a consistent, you know, faith-based, um, Jesus-centered life that, you know, a lot of people are searching for. And some people, even at college, you think about um, the older the older um, generation who's who's figuring out who they are in college. Um, they're out of the high school, but they're not yet into the adult world. So there's so much mm-hmm. happening. And um, just having respect from from teammates as a freshman, that gave me so much confidence and boldness and yeah. things that I could go the rest of my career um, influencing and, and just having that identity, you know, in Jesus now so that softball is, is there and it allows me to do all this. But mm-hmm. ultimately, people know that, that that's how I am and can respect me for that. Yeah, I was going to say, that I bet they respect you as well because when you... I mean, so many people claim to be Christians, but when you're not living a transformed life, then they aren't really drawn to the Christian mm-hmm. faith because what's different? Mm-hmm. And you are living a clear difference in your life. And I think that probably strikes so much conversation for not just your team, but many people watching you, even people home from hometown, like seeing you mm-hmm. impacting for Christ and just knowing that like you're on a secular team with, at a public school and that's, it's a pretty big school, right? Oh, huge, yep. <laughs> yep. That's what I thought. Like, that must be so hard to be surrounded by all this, but still stay super strong in your faith. And people need to see the difference between, like, this is my life. And once you've seen Christ, I can't just pick and choose when I'm going to follow Christ and when I'm not going to follow Christ and his laws. Right. And one thing that I've learned from my coach, and uh, you can take this into, you know, everyday life or your faith, whatever it is, but to not, and you hear the word lukewarm and how, you know, God wants to spit you out when you're lukewarm or uh, she kind of uses the term vanilla, which it's hard to understand, but those two words go hand in hand. But um, if you're going to pick something, go for it. Don't sit in the middle with one foot in, one foot out, yeah. um, which is just such a great reminder, literally in everything you do, um, go for it. And, and you, I mean, it doesn't hurt to to go for it and be bold and and so what if it doesn't work out or um you don't you know the success doesn't come but if you're god honors our, our boldness and he and he wants to to bless us with that so it's cool to see you know at at a college level at a d1 um kind of i, I try and and i do my best to to go for it and not you know think think about okay what if I just decided to not today or you know that's it's it's hard to every single day apply yourself and and use you know what you've learned and and what God calls us to it's hard to do that every single day but uh you know God calls us to do that and I think that that's one of the greatest blessings is when we can live free and um just just go for it and not live in that uncertainty of that Mm -hmm. middle lukewarm ground and how do you how do you find the balance between I'm a Christian and this is what I believe without being too overbearing because mm-hmm. I know some people can come off super strong and push away believer unbelievers even more. How yeah. do you find that like healthy balance between this is what I believe, but I love you and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it, and it's a, I just always go back to social awareness is such a funny <laughs> word and it's like, yeah. it's just, you know, reading your audience, but also standing up for what you believe in because you know, if you are trying too hard to go towards your audience, you may, you know, you may compromise some of the things that you stand for. But um, if you're rooted in Jesus, then you're able to understand your audience and the people you're, you know, trying to influence and speak into. 
but have that good medium um, to where it's not overbearing. And um, that kind of goes into what I want to talk about a little bit more with relationships and how um, one of the main things that I've learned and how I talked about, you know, going from that me, me, me to pouring out to others and how uh, God calls us to do things together and and be united and find people around you that are going to push you and run with you. So understanding that when I do have the opportunity to speak into someone, I'm, I'm loving them so hard to where I'm able to meet them where they're at versus just standing where I am and speaking to them or, you know, telling them what they should be doing. That's a very unhealthy way to have a relationship. Um, so, and, and, same thing with our relationship with God. We, you know, he meets us where we are. You know, he comes and he knocks and he's waiting for us to open. And it's it's crazy because in a human relationship, it should be the same way to where when we want to have that connection with someone, we're going to go right to where they are and find things that we're relatable with and find ways that, you know, we can have a connection to mm-hmm. where it's not me over on one side living one way and they see me they could honestly I could come off as judgmental sometimes Mm -hmm. and that's just a true thing that when we do live this this life that yes I mess up and I sin and I and I go through all these things that everyone does but sometimes I can appear like I have it all together and that could be you know intimidating to some people Mm -hmm. and and not build that that connection with them so for me I just try my best to find ways to connect find something that we both struggle with or find something that we both um, have in common and go meet them and build that relationship because if I try to do this on my own I'm gonna I'm gonna crumble because I'm not gonna have that support and and with relationships too another thing that I've learned from someone is you want to have people beside you running with you you want to have someone in front of you and above you that's able to speak into you and then you're gonna have those people that you are able to speak into below you. I don't want to say below you, but, um, yeah. you know, maybe just newer in faith that you can have that influence on. So I love that. it's like a little, uh, box, little triangle kind of thing yeah. that, you know, is a good reminder. Yeah. I, I really love that. So can we talk about the importance of having friendships with people that are believers? I mean, you want to be friends with everyone, but the importance of really having someone beside you and I mean, being the same in the faith as you. Oh, it is so important. And it's, I've learned over college, you know, I, yes, I thought I had it together going into college, but when you start going through college, that's where you need your people. Mm -hmm. And that's where you leave the people that you grew up with in high school. I know I, like, I was blessed enough to have so many amazing friends in high school Mm -hmm. and have so many people around me running with me, also able to, you know, speak into people. But when you leave that to go to college or you leave that, you know, to go on to your next season of life, whatever that may be, you have to find those people who are similar to you, who want the same thing as you, who are, you know, who have that mentality of, okay, I, I'm going to go out and be a disciple and I'm going to go out and be, you know, someone that people can see Jesus in me. But if we go and do that, you know, on our own little island, it's not going to work. Yeah. Not at all. And um, I've been able to slowly find people on my team through FCA at college to where, you know, you can start meeting other athletes and um, and also getting invested in a church where I'm able to have other college kids who are just normal people who mm-hmm. have nothing to do with softball. And finding those people, um, ultimately it challenges me, it encourages me. So to, to the mentality of me, you know, pouring out, I finally am able to, to fill myself back up with these people who want to encourage me and want to be there for me. And it's so important because 
Um, they, they make me better. They mm-hmm. challenge me. I'm able to talk about hard stuff that I deal with. And maybe to normal people, I seem like I don't struggle with that, but I want someone that wants to know about me in that yeah. way. And that's going to strengthen my faith because I'm able to be open, transparent, yeah. and uh, just just humble myself before God with those things that we talk about. Right. And I feel like you said encourages me, and but also the, path, the fact of like being able to call you out on stuff. Mm-hmm. I was at church and they said a Bible verse that I've that actually stuck with me a lot where it says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And that's Proverbs 27, 6. And I think that really spoke to me because I feel like so many times I talk about the, I just want to make sure they have a place they can come to me when they're ready to talk. But also like the aspect of, listen, this is God's word. This is what you're doing. Like we need to make sure they're aligning mm-hmm. because when I'm inviting a believer to be accountability with me, it's like we need to be able to call each other out and be there accountability to build up and not break down, but also listen, this is what you're doing and this is not what God has called us right. to be. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Then I think that being having those people that you're able to be vulnerable with, um, I mean, it builds so much trust too. And uh, you think about, yes, like we want to build our relationship with God, but the people around us are going to help us do that. And mm-hmm. we can't be, it's, it's going to be hard to be vulnerable with God when we're not able to be, you know, open and transparent with ourselves and with others. Yeah. So that just, it, it starts that. And ultimately it just allows that to, to grow. And um, it's super important. And I found such great friends in college to do that with. And whether it's my roommates or my other teammates, um, we've just built this crazy bond to where whenever we hang out, like Jesus is always the center of it um, or or always brought up at least some point, which is super cool because I know I've gone days um, and and even do today, but where I don't even think about Jesus and it's, it's hard to say, but there's days like that where it just, it gets away from us Mm -hmm. and having people that just remind us every single day. It's, it's so important and it's so awesome to see how God uses them in my life, in our lives. Yeah. And when two or more are gathered in his name, like there he is. So mm-hmm. even a friendship, if you're talking about things you're struggling with or things you need to encourage each other with, God is there right mm-hmm. there when you're writing Of course. There. So I think that's really cool. Um, a question I have for you is how do you handle feeling alone in your faith? You're obviously in a big position with a lot of people that necessarily aren't believers. How do you not feel alone when you're seems like you're the only one sometimes. Yeah, and I've gone through this um, throughout college. And while we just talked about having so many amazing friends around us, um, I know at the very beginning, there were only a few that maybe I wasn't um, looking as hard for these people, but um, and maybe I didn't invest as much as I should have at that beginning. But there have been times where I felt like I was the only one doing what I was trying to do, still stumbling, but I felt like me on an island doing this thing called a faith-based life with people not wanting to do that. And you see, and it's, you know, there, there's hypocrites. There's people who aren't unbelievers. There's people who, who want to do the right thing. And maybe just, it's, it's hard for them to. And for me seeing that, um, I, I mean, I would say maybe I was a little bit immature in my faith, just at that, in this new season, kind of not being experienced with the different people that come to college. But um, I definitely felt like I was alone in that, but after conversations with some mentors um, and just my mom and different people who speak into me, um, that feeling of alone, of being alone and loneliness is 
honestly a very a good compliment and something that's reassuring because you are if I feel like there's a disconnect with me in the world that's amazing and that's something that that God wants us to to be to be holy ultimately to be set apart from what the world's standards and the world's morals are. Yes. And yes. Um, it's something that I've had to realize. But after that, fe- after feeling alone, um, I could definitely say it was a negative feeling at first. But after acknowledging that and and taking heart in being you know steadfast in my faith and being okay with being alone, it was something that I didn't feel that negative connotation of that anymore. Yeah. And it's something that I've grown to acknowledge to just be confident in. And I mean, it, it spurs um, it spurs my faith just to be more bold and to find another way to do something different. You know, I'm I'm very competitive, so I always want to take that challenge. And if I can be you know, more different or if I can strive to be just yeah. a little bit more different in, in any area, I'm going to try to do that. And I have hope that God's going to have his hand over me throughout that and allow and allow to uh, protection over that so that, you know, yes, I am different, but people can see the good in that. And, and the, you know, you always talk about a light and a darkness. And I think that that's mm-hmm. definitely something I've tried to, you know, find different ways to be that light. Yeah. in in a like you're saying a secular college in a in a world that you know doesn't want Jesus necessarily mm-hmm. and just a little story to go with that is I've seen my team um, transform for the good in that we've had people baptized every single year in our coaches pool and seeing people get saved in um, just in Bible studies or uh, just a, a night where um, we were driving back from Texas in a in a gas station parking lot where we're having these conversations and, and a girl just decides, I can't do this on my own. And a teammate, and, and with your teammates wrapped around you, hugging, hugging her, um, it's just the coolest thing to see That's Jesus amazing. come into this team and be a part of it, not just from what I'm doing, but just being able to have this environment where people can talk and be encouraged by each other. And um, it, you, if you follow even deeply into our team, like having, we have biblical themes throughout the World Series. Yeah, so throughout this World Series, um, everyone, if you watch any pictures after while we were holding up the trophy, you know, you see fours in the middle of that picture with the trophy. So you're like, what, what does four mean? Like, did it take them four days to do this or <laughs> what, like, what was that? But the four is who are we playing for? And the majority of the team is all on board with, we're, we're playing for God. Um, and for our people who are around us, who are building that up. Um, and we also had the theme of battle B A T L, which stands for boast about the Lord, which comes from second Corinthians ten seventeen, which, um, has just been something over the years that I've Kind of, I, I like creating little mnemonics, but yeah. it's something that I was able to bring to the team, and everyone is is jumping around that with the fours in the battle. And I mean, if you if you're watching from afar, you're curious what that means. What do they stand for? Yeah. Why are parents wearing t-shirts and holding up fours in the stands? And it's it's just very uh, people are grasping onto it and wanting to know what about what does OU softball stand for. That's amazing. I mean, watching from here in Arizona, I'm not even a softball person, I, but I followed along and I was watching that and I saw your Instagram post and I was just blown away because that's stuff you don't even see on Christian teams these mm-hmm. days. People get comfortable in their faith and I just see such boldness and that is truly, truly amazing. And I'm sure, like what you said, a lot of people probably asked about it and a lot of people, yeah, just caught the attention. And I think when you're 
pursuing God like that and being bold in your faith, God's going to bless that. He's not going to let you down, and he's going to do it exactly what he wants to mm-hmm. with that. Exactly. And I think that's amazing that he's using you and that you're being available for him to use you. And Yes, I've definitely had to learn, make myself available. If I try to plan my own steps and, and figure out this on my own, it's not going to work. And uh, I'm definitely still working through that even today, but learning to just take my hands off and let him you know, plan my steps and let him work through that. And I just have the confidence that he's going to, you know, bless me however he wants to, whether he does now or later or ever. But, um, I have, I have a hundred percent trust that he's got his hand over it and I'm just going to keep taking my hands off and letting him, letting him take the reins. And blessing, like God's blessing might be different than what you thought Mm -hmm. it would be. And I think that's an important thing to think about is blessing doesn't necessarily mean a huge house with all the nice cars and fame and everything. Like a blessing can be the simplest thing and God's blessings are great. Um, Another question I do have for you is having this, being at the secular university, how do you um, have your faith and know what you believe and love the world, but not agree with the world? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like we have this very blurred line in uh, the Christian culture these days where we want to love people and we lose the line of, but this is sin and this is God's law. Yeah. Yeah. And just being transparent. There are so many things in college that, you know, there's gray area between people being like, okay, uh, how close can I get to the line and not, Mm -hmm. you know, be affected by it or not actually sin. And that's something that, you know, I I have a very stubborn personality. So when I know something's wrong, you know, I'm, I'm going to be firm in that, but there's also other areas where I struggle with where maybe I, I could get a little bit too close to it. But, um, I know that, um, one, whether you're, whether something's, I'd I'd say very, a very hard temptation. Um, that's something to where you, I want to run as far away from that as I can Mm -hmm. to where, um, for instance, you know, there's, uh, times where you find yourself, you can find yourself in a wrong place in a wrong time. Well, if you're not even in that situation in the first place, um, that, that saved you from even having to have a conversation about, um, sin in that area. And you can take that as, uh, as, deep as uh like drinking and partying and all that or just your language that you speak Mm -hmm. and uh, i would even say with language it's when you're in a locker room of people who you know have a little sailor mouth and they you know can just get comfortable with that type of language or even just gossiping you can take it as little as gossiping or um, any of that but the more you surround yourself with that that's going to have a toll on you and that's going to affect you and um with that is you know if you have the word of god on your lips and in your brain there, it's going to be really hard to fall into the mm-hmm. the secular language and um the worldly things like that the same thing goes with the physical um like the situations that you put yourself in drinking um different things with relationships uh if if you have a boundary and you have a thing that you set in place um, that's a, a great way for you to, to draw a line on your own mm-hmm. so that you don't even get close to that line of sin um, that God put um, in, in line for us to follow. So that's kind of how I've had to go through college is um, putting up you know boundaries and barriers before I even get close yeah. to those things. And um, there's a lot of people who, who struggle with that, and sin is fun. That's why, that's why sin is... Uh, is uh, you know, frowned upon and God says he, that's what separates us from God, but it's, it's fun. And that's why it's so hard to, to challenge yourself, to stay away from it. And, uh, if, 
you know, we have to put those things in place so we don't, you know, get caught up in those, in those distractions and the temptations with that. And I've definitely had to learn so many things through that. But with people around you who are accountable, like we're saying earlier with relationships, if if you have people who know what you stand for, know what you want, and you have their back as well, um, you guys can work together to fight this temptation of sin in such a worldly environment. Um, yes, you're going to struggle, but coming to terms with and being, you know, relatable and, and understanding that that is a real temptation. Let's, let's try to work hard to, you know, stay away from that and, and live this glorifying life that God wants us to. Yeah. And I've talked about this in another podcast, but just being accountable with yourself. Like, you know, the Bible and God's word is important to me. I need to set aside the time in my day mm-hmm. to put him first because I'm so much easier to fall into sin and temptation when I am not in the word of God and I'm not connected with him. It takes like one day, one second to like change your mind. You need to renew your mind every day because this world is, I mean, crazy. And everyone is, I mean, Satan's trying to attack us and Mm -hmm. we're a threat. And so he's going to be attacking us more because we're God's people. And so we need to make sure we're putting on the armor of God and renewing our minds Mm -hmm. every day to be able to live the life he's called us to. Yeah. And I would say there's, different, different love. I wouldn't say levels in our faith, but just different seasons we go through where if you are, if you have no idea about Satan's uh, hand or how he can get close to you, you know, that's, that's down. I would say that's the first step. But then once you acknowledge that Satan has that ability to, you know, come in and and be able to Mm -hmm. touch you, that's where you got to put on that full armor in Ephesians. And that's where, you know, that's that next level where it does get harder. People can think, oh, when I have this, when I start, you know, having that relationship with God, it gets easier. No, it gets so much harder. But when we do put our faith in Jesus, he gives us all these resources to protect yes. ourselves with. Yes. So that when we do, when we do go into that next, you know, stage in our faith and take that next step, Yes, it's harder, but we have so much protection when we do tune into it mm-hmm. and we acknowledge what God has for us. And that allows us to keep growing um, yeah. and to keep, you know, fighting this good fight when we do have all of these worldly distractions and, and things coming at us from the outside. Yeah, he's not going to give us anything he can't, we can't handle. Yep. And anything he gives us, we need to turn to God and he's going to help us through it. Yep. He's not just going to set us up for failure to not honor him. That's mm-hmm. just not a thing. So. No. Nope. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Anything you feel like you can give them? Your best piece of advice, your best hack, anything? Or um, I would something that I've been learning and growing with is um having having scripture readily available mm-hmm. um on my heart and um something that. You know, as I said at the beginning, I've gone days where, you know, I don't even, I don't even think about Jesus if I forget my quiet time or I forget uh, things in such just a busy world and a busy lifestyle that I'd say I have. But um, slowly being able to, to see, you know, scripture and, and visualize it in just different, different activities or different things that I'm doing Mm -hmm. um, and just having it readily on my mind so that I can, you know, speak it and I can think it and have that available. So I'm not getting distracted with, you know, my everyday life that can consume so many people. And um, just, you know, one of my, like I said, the battle, 2 Corinthians 10, 17, 
Um, if, if you were to, if, as the scriptures say, if you were to do anything, boast about the Lord. And um, that's just such a, for me, a great reminder um, to where it, it's crazy because I see, when I look at the time, a lot of the times I'll see 10, 17 in the morning or at night, but being able to memorize that verse and seeing it in the time mm-hmm. throughout my day, I mean, it's, it's a great reminder to me to continue to be bold, continue to, to boast about something that's not of this world because there's so many you know ways that we can boast about our possessions or our talents or uh, yeah. all these things we do. But um, if you were to you know find a Bible verse, find whether a number that goes with it or something that reminds you of it, and let that be something that you're able to, to dig into, whether it's a note on your computer or a, a screensaver, simple things like that that yeah. just allows you to re, you know, retune your brain um, into you know, some, some scripture and some truth that yeah. usually isn't available um, in our everyday yeah. lives. That's a great practical way to really turn your day around and think about Christ and the little things. I mean, he created this whole world, so there's so many opportunities to see him in it. You Mm -hmm. just have to be willing to look for it. Right. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on the podcast. You are doing amazing things and I'm so honored. I was able to chat with you for a little because your story is amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. This is awesome. I'm proud of what you're doing too. Thank you. Wow. Grace is amazing. I am so, so thankful she was able to come on the podcast and share such practical ways to have ownership for your faith. I... Cannot wait to see you guys back here. I have some great guests coming up here soon, so make sure you subscribe and share with others that you can stay tuned with what comes next.